Welcome to episode 55 of No Shot Clock, the Chicago High School Basketball Podcast. I'm Michael O'Brien from the Chicago Sun-Times. As always, Joe Henriksen from the City Suburban Hoops Report is here. And we've got a mailbag edition for you guys going to answer a bunch of questions, do a public league playoff preview, and it's kind of a, it's a nighttime recording session here. It's Monday night. We still have some CPS... Playoff scores are waiting to filter in, so that's exciting. I also, I think I've done this once before, have a story in at the desk for the newspaper, so I will have to answer a phone call if the copy editors call, which (laughs) there's always a chance that I screwed up some sort of math or spelling. So, yeah, a little bit of excitement. Monday night, the playoffs are rolling. Yeah, we got the mailbag, Mike, where, you know, going back and forth of what we're going to do with this with the listener questions, which we love. We love to hear from them. And we've been doing them every show, for the most part, every podcast. And then we decided to do go this route, see how it goes. We'll see what the feedback's like and go from there. But we do have a, 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 bevy, a bevy of questions to get to tonight and some good ones out there. Yeah, well, let's do the – we'll jump right into these questions here because we still need some scores of the um, CPS first round. Unlikely we're going to have any upsets. We pretty much know what happened, but you never know. So let's start it out. You ready for some questions, Joe? I'm ready. All right. Oh, wow. This is this first one's long, and it's, this is the one where you said you don't have to use all of them, and I didn't check. Darn. Okay. Thanks for the weekly show. This is from Jim Elias, or Elias. Horrible at names. Um, Marco Pettinato. Quiet this year. Lincoln Way West is down, but is he playing as well this year and still going to Lewis? He is still going to Lewis. And, yeah, I mean, you can't put this all on Marco Pettinato because this has just been a – it's been a 180-degree turn from the magical season of a year ago at Lincoln Way West. You know, they, they lost some underrated pieces to that team. And then when a lot of people were excited about this group because Logan Windler from uh, had tr- was going to transfer six nine kids was going to transfer there and was there but then left to go to a prep school, it'd have been a big help for them because they they, they don't have the depth. I think last did they have eight guys or nine guys the last Not, time I nine guys still I believe yeah yeah so I mean. It was just a uh, the weight of the world on Marco Pettinato's shoulders with this group, with this team. So I, I wouldn't. I mean, what's happened wasn't completely unexpected. And but he is still going to Lewis. You know, projecting him, he, he's just he's going to be the same type of guy at the next level in terms of just your blue collar winning mentality, play harder than everybody. A little bit of here in the stat sheet, a little bit there, you know, and, and that that's going to be his role. And, you know, I, I think he was asked to carry a bigger role this year for this team because of the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, basketball, I mean, we talk a lot about how the great players carry you, blah, 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 but it comes a certain point where, I mean, even Anthony Davis couldn't win with his high school team, so... Marco Pettinato in a bit of the same situation this year. I have not seen him this year. I know the Tribune did cover one game um, against Alonzo Verge, and Marco played well. Uh, and I, honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get around to see Lincoln Way West. There's too many other teams I need to see, and it feels like the season's quickly slipping away from me. So um, we'll have to get some numbers 
um, from Lincoln Way West on Marco for all state and all area stuff. Uh, next question that Jim has. I've seen Bennett many years and love watching them compete. Fremd, Conant, Wheaton, Warrenville South, same style and as legit as Bennett? I think we've beaten this horse to death. Um, yeah, I mean. Conant, not really, I would say. Conant, not really what? Not really the same kind of style as Bennett. Oh, um, just style? Yeah. yeah, they've got bigs and... Um, yeah. Um, I, mean, I guess the question is, as legit as Bennett, yes, because, I mean, Conant beat Bennett back in December. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, like you said, we've beaten this. <laughs> I mean, they, they, we, we talked about the Wheaton Warmville South, the... Uh, the friend, the cohesiveness, the camaraderie, chemistry. It's, you know, they are, I mean, I, I compare Wheaton South and Frem together more than I would, yeah, than, than, than Conan. Yeah, so. I guess I would say that if you mean legit, I have a hard time seeing Fremd or Conan in Peoria. I don't have a hard time seeing Wheaton Warrenville South there. Well, Fremd, Conan... Well, I think you're underestimating the the road, road. <laughs> yeah. because I mean they get Jacobs in the super, isn't that right? Yeah, you don't see a friend or J- Conan. I mean, I, I I see it's possible, but I, right now I'm taking prospect even in the sectional. So yeah, but I mean, just I mean, it's not it's pretty, not impossible. very evenly matched sectional. I yeah, mean, no I, doubt. Yeah, the, the friend Conan prospect deal is going to be a just an up for grabs fun sectional and then the winner would i mean if it works out jacobs which i like jacobs and you know but i mean that's a good point but i guess they're not i I don't i don't see them being two points away from winning the state title you know like bennett was where i could see a world in which that happens with wheaton south but not the other two see the other thing you gotta take into consideration though and and we never do when we talk about this in february and this is how the stuff happens, though, is so much can change in a just a snap in in March. And by that, I just mean getting on that roll, getting an upset. All of a sudden, you have this rejuvenated confidence. Something clicks. You're playing at a higher level than you were. And all of a sudden, you, you put two wins together, and, and you're in a sectional final, and you're playing with so much juice and mojo that you you you're not even the same team that Michael O'Brien and Joe Hendricks were talking about on February sixth, and you know that's that's that happens every year. Now I don't know which team that'll be, and you kind of got to play that out between now. I mean, most of the time, yes, the best teams win, but that 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 hot team, you 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 just don't know how that those wins in March catapults that team. Yeah, and, it's and, something and could, we're still getting used to. You know, it didn't used to happen really. You no, know, we had so many dominant. Well, in two class basketball, players. it was just hard. But in four yeah. class, you know, we saw it. I think. Yes. I mean, it's I, new hope. It's it, new exactly. confidence. Yeah. It's new belief that oh, this is possible. I mean, we had that team, the Simeon team, with what nine losses. That was number twenty five. Win the state title. They were, they were, I just say you should listen to this segment of the podcast. They would love what we're talking about right now. Yeah, it's four true. class yeah. basketball, <laughs> total parody. Yes. I mean, that Whitney Young team with Marcus Jordan that won. You know, they, they got hot at the right time for sure. 
I mean, we saw what Lincoln Way West did. I'm, I've had these same thoughts about Joliet West that, I mean, what do I care if they lose a non-conference game at Bolingbrook? Uh, you know, we want the run. You want to get hot at the right time. So, yeah, I think that Joe's totally right about that. But I think it is a four-class thing, and I think we're not quite used to it. We don't have the, you know, 80 years or whatever of history. Um, we don't really know how to and, identify those. And I guess back to the original question, I just or back to the topic. I, I put Friend, Conant, Prospect, and Jacobs. And I, I, I think any, on any given night, any of those teams can be anybody. I really believe that. So that's why if any one of those teams is playing in Peoria, I mean, it's the likelihood one of those four are going to be playing in Peoria. Um, to your point, I, yeah, I mean, but again, once you get down there, it's just goofy things happen. It's just, it's it's a weird deal right now in high school basketball. So I, I wouldn't be shocked by anything happening with any of those four teams. Um, next part of this question. Oh, we got an or score or wins 92 to 51. How about that? Our first breaking update. Um, and Whitney Young also won. So I guess you guys probably know that by now when you're listening, but <laughs> yeah. the, the, the big excitement, <laughs> we're not live radio, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not live radio, but some of you are getting this retweet that I'm sending out right now. So, uh, I, I could not close the Twitter for this episode. Um, Next part of Jim's question, I, I I would love to see some fresh faces in Peoria. Every year, Chicago Public League dominates when it counts in sending teams. 3A looks very slim on high-power teams. Looks like Fenwick's best shot in a while. Can any teams in the South compete with the likes of Morgan Park? Uh, we've talked about this, yeah. Morgan Park. Um, I don't think so. You seem to think Bogan. I don't. I think Morgan Park. I'm not going to say cruises to Peoria, but I think they are playing in Peoria. They're my one lock of any team in the state of Illinois that's guaranteed to be in Peoria. I'm saying Morgan Park. And as far as the Fenwick part, yes, that is Fenwick's best shot to get to Peoria. I mean, well, last year was a great shot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, Fenwick is a legitimate Class 3A state title contender. Yeah, it's hard Just, to um yeah, yeah, I agree with all this. Yeah, I definitely think Bogan can beat Morgan Park, no question about it. Um but yeah, the thing is can anybody else down there? I mean, Hillcrest did demolish, you know, HF. Maybe they can get hot over this next month. I, I don't know. I mean, they're the team that at least has the pieces to possibly do something, but that's a bad right. matchup with Morgan Park's size um right. this year. So that's a little tougher to see. Um Cortez Bailey, by the way, of um Bogan, big night tonight. You know, that's who they were waiting to come back, the Morgan Park transfer. So they, mm-hmm. they just keep adding bodies <laughs> that lead them in scoring. So I mean, yeah, it's a, That's a weird deal, too. Yeah, we still haven't seen full – well, I still haven't seen full-fledged Bogan. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they do in this city tournament. Um, and the final part here of Jim's question, 4A is loaded. Should be fun no matter who gets through. Um, well, uh, let's see. Have to believe Simeon would be. I guess who do we have in a Simeon Edwardsville rematch? Ah, <laughs> uh, who am I picking? Yeah, my my deep knowledge of Edwardsville isn't going to help me in this. Ah, uh, I'm going to wait for my pick yeah. till March. It's February. Um, yeah, and you know that's tough. That ISU super has been tough to get out of. And Mark Smith's the real deal. Yeah, at so that could so, be yeah. a <laughs> could be a maybe I'll take the drive again. That could be a fun one. Uh, all right, next question, Mike Chamernick. 
He was uh, asked quite a few questions. His are always a little bit more inventive. I don't, I don't even know what Joe thinks about this. Hey, uh, he's, I, uh, sorry. Suppose a team with average talent had access to professional-grade statistics, video, and scouting. How much better would the team be? Well, the real quick history lesson on <laughs> the evolution of scouting in high school basketball. You know, back in the day, it was the old traditional drive to a game, watch your rival, watch your opponent, future opponent in the gym. Uh, it went to exchanging video and, and tape on, on, on opposing teams and coaches just exchanging once that became, you know, the norm and regular. Now there is quite a bit that's kind of underrated that a lot of programs do have. Uh, you know, there's the huddle that they, they, they use. There's a thing called crossover where, you know, schools or coaches pay anywhere of 1500 bucks for a subscription and they break down stuff for you, uh, you know, individual players or shooting percentages and stats from games. And so coaches are able to see as simple as players not to guard or, you know, I just different parts of scouting that go into it. So there, there are a lot of options out there now that that people I don't think are really even aware of in high school basketball. Now, everybody doesn't do it. Everybody can't afford to do it. So that isn't across the board, but how much better would a team be? I mean, I think that goes directly as to how much better that coaches using the technology and the advantages at their disposal. And cause there are some coaches that can scout and scout and scout and they still can't figure things out. I I've seen it. I've, I've watched it. It's why they're not as successful. And there are other coaches that do a magnificent job of preparing teams for an opponent based on their knowledge and information they've gathered through their scouting process. So, yeah, and and the other big part is the work ethic. I mean, there's some lazy coaches that don't scout, don't do a whole lot. Uh, There's some coaches that think they do a lot, but they really don't. And then there's those legitimate guys who are, you know, cream of the crop that, that, that put in that massive time that no one even really realizes at the high school level. Yeah, it's definitely changed quite a bit in the last, I would say what, it's kind of pretty recent. I mean, the stuff you're talking about with the crossover and stuff, that's within the last five years. Mm-hmm. Even the video stuff readily available online is within just a little bit longer, six years maybe. Um, I mean, you used to have to have tape exchange <laughs> and right. stuff like that if you wanted to do anything. Um, but the question is, how much better would a team be? I think a lot of times, you know, it depends on the type of kids and stuff. I mean, especially in high school basketball, what we see is the coach knows what he needs to do. It's convincing the kids to do it or having them do it on a dependable basis. You know, it's not so much that the the knowledge isn't there. It's the execution. I think that's probably more prevalent in high school than in other levels, I would guess. Um, sometimes kids just don't do what they're told. You know, these yeah. aren't these aren't professionals or college scholarship kids. And I think yeah, I mean, but I, and then there's sometimes high school kids are can be more robotic than your college. I mean, I don't know. It, it can go both ways. But I know they're publicly score Farragut by thirty. Woohoo! Um, did you got the exact score? No, the text came in sixty-five to thirty-four ish. 
See, this isn't helpful for the scoreboard. <laughs> These guys are not. I dare you to put 65 to 34 ish. Uh, I will text someone that will know, but um, this is a working right. podcast here. <laughs> that was like that's like I only need three more. Um, all right, next question. Let's see. Hold on, I got up the scoreboard again. Um, I guess I could pull these up. Brady Roberts, I got it. Um, ooh, Michael. Earlier this year, I believe you tweeted. I knew I was going to get in trouble when I tweeted this. I knew it. Earlier this year, I believe you tweeted that you would think that you think undefeated Geneva would handle undefeated Fremd handily. With that said, just wondering why Geneva is still ranked lower than Fremd, despite the fact that Geneva <laughs> has the most wins in the state and four more victories than Fremd. Keep up the good work. Thanks. First of all, Brady is exactly right. I even used the word handily. <laughs> so, wow, that's a big time Twitter follower or uh, just an avid fan. Yeah, he is, uh, he's right. So you, you did like that, that. I don't agree with that. I didn't miss that tweet, but. Yeah, I would, I would definitely take Geneva over Fremd head to head. But the reason they're, that Fremd is ranked higher is their resume. Um, as much as I would like to just but go out you, and you rank... stick with your handily. Yeah, yeah. I, I do would, you really? I do. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think they'd. I think they'd take them down. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I guess I saw Geneva's best game of the year. They looked really good to me. Fremd, you know, they've they're winners, but they've never like. I've never thought, whoa, this team's going places. I mean, but, but to his question, the ranking thing, you know, Frem's resume just is not there. You know, they have two wins over Notre Dame and two wins over Conant. Whose resume is not there? Frem's. Or, sorry, Versus sorry, G- Geneva? Geneva's. Geneva's resume is just not there compared to Frem. No. Um, that's why they're ranked lower. You know, I would like to, you know, just do the rankings 1 through 25 based on who I thought was the best, but... You know, after a while, that just gets you just become a stubborn, weird person. Um, you will learn that if you ever have to do rankings publicly, um, the change every week. You have to have some reasons for it, and there just isn't enough reasons to put Geneva ahead of Fremd at this point. I mean, they don't have a win. What they have one win over a team that's been ranked all year, St. Charles East. I mean, I would really, I put that game like at a pick 'em. That's, I, I, I mean, I just, I wouldn't know who to pick. Um, I'd flip a coin. That's how close I think that the those that game would be if those two met. Yeah, I mean obviously it would probably be close. Friend pretty much plays everybody close, and that's kind of what worries me a little bit. Um, anybody decent at least, you know they they can't really pour it on. But yeah, I definitely like Geneva better. I mean, I think Geneva's, I think Friend's better defensively, and I think Geneva's got a little bit more potent offensively. Um, yeah, nice high, really good size advantage all over the court. Um, Geneva has that would be a big problem, I think for. But they don't put pressure on you, which I've always wondered how friend would handle that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it'd be a great game. Yeah, but. there's a lot of – that's a very good point because we haven't – Fremd hasn't played anybody that – you know, the Notre Dame and Conant can't really do that to them. Um, those are their big wins. But the other thing Brady mentions, you know, most wins in the state, that doesn't matter to me at all. Four more victories than Fremd, that doesn't matter to me at all. You know, that stuff, that's just math and that's – Yeah. Um, that doesn't really matter in the rankings at any point. I, I don't care if a team's seven and zero or a team's thirteen and zero. You know, especially that point in the year when I'm trying to judge who's better and who they've played. That matters more than just assembling victories over teams that aren't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next up. Oh boy, this is another long one. Um, oh, that's more for a two takes. Okay, Patrick Devitt. 
Just one question for the week. Uh, do you ever think or would you like to see more conferences in the Chicagoland area have a conference tournament before the regular season ends? We see a good amount of conferences in southern Illinois that run conference tournaments, and the Catholic League and Public League run their own. Why don't we see more in the area do this? Any chance this would happen in the future? No, it won't happen. Uh, I. It's weird. I, I have a... I don't like ter- conference tournaments yet. The ones that have like steep tradition, like some of these ones down south, whether it be a county tournament or a the little or a ten <laughs> c- conference yeah. tournament, there's so much history in it. Yeah, the little ten, um, which I think was just played this past weekend, yeah. or they're in the middle of it. You know, I, I but just to all of a sudden have a mid suburban league conference tournament or an upstate eight conference tournament does nothing for me. And I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, yeah. And I believe the Catholic league one is going away. Yeah. This is the last year of the Catholic league tournament. Obviously the Chicago public league. You, I say the words, you have to have it. I, I mean, I, you, I, you do because all the public league teams don't play each other and you want a public league champion. And there is a ton of history and, tradition involved with that public league tournament that you know is so important to the still despite it being not quite what it was because the, everything wrote on that public league tournament in the past where that got you to the state uh elite eight but it's it's just a great event that that the kids rise up to another level when they're playing in the city public league tournament and i don't think that happens with you just put together a upstate eight conference tournament in late February. Yeah. It's I, the idea disgusts me, frankly, <laughs> sorry, Patrick, I don't like it at all. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, if anything, we need less of these closed worlds that the teams are living in. Um, I think we see more than enough conference basketball. I, just, I don't see the point. Yeah. They don't want to, I mean, geez, the MLK tournaments have already starting to take over. So, uh, you know, their scheduling is, is part of that. You know, it's, some schools go three tournaments and play less non-conference games. And then other schools play two tournaments, usually Thanksgiving and Christmas and play a bunch of non-conference games. So I, I don't see it ever being added. Yeah, probably not. Um, and who knows what the future of the city tournament is at this point with all the wacky changes that may be going on there. All right, next up, that's a good point. Yeah. If they go super conference, there's no need to put those teams in a why go play them again? Oh, that's just a horrible idea. Yeah, everybody keeps talking I've talked about the super conference so much in the last 3 weeks that I feel like I should write a, a short novel on it. I actually well, there, there's yeah. there's no reason to play a, a a public league tournament if you're having this Super conference. Yeah, where theoretically they would play, what, nine conference games all on neutral court? And everybody would play each other. Yeah, so why would you go do it again? Yeah, I agree. Um, makes no sense. Um, yeah. I've gone so far, God, I shouldn't bring this up, but if you want to do this and you just want to take the 100 best basketball players and have them play at DePaul against each other on a regular basis, why don't we forget this school stuff? Just get over it. Have all 100 of them go to Jones. Have them split into 10 different teams and then go play every day over at United Center and people can go watch. 
Okay. Let's uh, go to the next question. Yeah, I mean, seriously, at this point, <laughs> if, if you're just going to have them not connected with their school at all, and the way they transfer around anyway, I, I, <laughs> I honestly think it would make more sense just to have all 100 of them go to Jones, get a nice education. No, it'll be Nobody will be late for those games. It'll be really close <laughs> over there at DePaul. It'll all be <laughs> fine. It'll be club basketball at the high school level. It'll probably be a revolution. I should copyright this idea, actually. Anyway, uh, next up, um, it's from... Fabergé pay possibly I don't know um oh this is a good one um I went back and listened to every no shot clock from this season wow even the hour and a half one I'm sorry about that um I guess most of them more tight than this one but let's roll on um they listened to every no shot clock from this season and one thing is apparent to me that I don't know is to you and then in parentheses especially Joe (laughs) you both have been down in the city schools all year unknowingly for example, not knowing who Young's second scorer is and noting he is not as good as previous number two guys. I think that was me. Um, I mean, not, and it wasn't we didn't know who he was. It was I didn't know who was going to step up and be that guy. I remember. That was my point, right? Um, yeah, but, I, I thought that was the Morgan Park argument for me. but Oh, yeah, that, I said that about Young because I had no idea Javon Freeman was going <laughs> to become as good as he is. Anyway, you acknowledge this is a different Morgan Park with not the type of athletes we're accustomed to. Simeon doesn't have that high-profile player or depth. He's hitting it all about yeah, what we've said. Yeah, that's it's true. Right. You, you were high on Curie, but then they lost to Danville, who it turns out is okay but not great. And this goes down the line to the lower schools, North Lawndale, Kenwood, or etc. Question. Is it no surprise then that Kenwood loses to Downers Grove South and Curie struggles with Kenwood? Maybe just maybe the CPS simply isn't that good this year. When you look at it, outside of their own insular circle, who have they beaten other than Joliet West? And this is the sad part of the email. Due to historically bad free throw shooting. <laughs> well, ouch. <sighs> yeah. Historically I mean, bad. okay. The public league is... I think very good in comparison to the rest of high school basketball in Illinois this year. I am not going to say that these public league teams are as good as past public league teams that we have seen at our highest levels over the past, well, decade or two or three. I don't, it doesn't matter. They're just not at, I don't think, at the level of some of the great public league teams we've seen in the past. I'm just talking about the top handful. and But that does not mean that I don't... So, I mean, what he says is true. I, I, I unknowingly, I guess, is true. Why? But the talent level isn't as good. So, these teams that we keep talking about, you and I are going to be talking about the really good teams this year a lot every year because those are the best teams of that year. But these best teams of this year to me aren't anywhere near as good as past teams in history, particularly in the public league. Yeah. And I think that's his point. I don't think we would say that about the suburbs necessarily. This bowling brook. I mean, we got a number one. Suburban oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. We wouldn't say what about that, that, that suburbs isn't as good. Yeah. I don't think the suburbs are any good. I think that they have not fallen as much as the CPS. Has. Oh, I do. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a bad down year in compare. I mean, I just yeah. I mean, Bolingbroke's really good. I mean, Bolingbroke is extremely talented. I'm just talking about the depth. 
across the board. I mean, from the wall, you know, I can go on and on different eras of, of teams from the Western suburbs to the, you know, the years where just in one conference, there was Zion Benton with, and Lenzel Smith and a good Stevenson team. And, and then Waukegan, I mean, that whole, and the good Mundelein teams have been brought. There, there was just, and then you go a different time out in the Western suburbs where, you know, Ryan Boatwright and that one section alone, Ryan Boatwright and East Aurora and Kaminsky and Sobolewski with the Bennett and Downers Grove South, that great team with Ziggy and Wilbert and Millicent and, and then none of those teams even won it. Glenbard East won the sectional and went downstate. I just, the, the state in high school basketball, I'm sorry, is not very good. Uh, some of these teams that are having these, and I don't want to pick, I, I don't want to be negative, but these teams aren't as good, these unbeaten teams, excluding Bolingbrook, or, or, or even the Wheaton South team that's that got one or two losses. These teams aren't as talented or as good as past suburban teams that I've watched over the last 20 years. and But it was to be expected. I've seen this coming, and I think next year is going to be even worse because the senior class next year is going to be as bad as we've seen. Uh, so I just – I don't want to take anything away from what they're doing this year because it's 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 terrific. It's fun. It's uh, There's parity. There, there's going to be a ton of surprises in March, I think, this year. But – yeah, I get excited about Bolingbrook because they're really stinking good. But I mean, the rest of the suburbs, yeah. I mean, there there's some good teams here and there, but I don't know. Is there any world beaters in the South suburbs? I mean, I think the Bolingbrook team can play with a lot of those teams you mentioned for sure. Yeah, I, I, excluding Bolingbrook, I'm yeah. just saying. I, I mul- think Wheaton South multiple. Teams. I don't think it would matter. I don't think the. Uh, They've proven that better athletes and better college prospects don't really phase their game. But they're not playing the better. These better athletes aren't better players as opposed to some of these teams in the past. So they're beating who they got to beat, and I'll give them that. But come on, these teams aren't as talented that they're beating. So I I can't say. I don't don't disagree with you, but I think the drop-off is much deeper in the city. I, th- I mean, they were higher to begin with, but to me, the high-level CPS teams this year, I'll put a number on it. If you know, you want to talk about an Okafor, Jabari Parker year as a 10, you know, when they're loaded with talent, I think maybe last year when we didn't have Okafor, Jabari Parker, we had whatever, they were at a 7. I think this year we're down to like a 4. I'm not sure I've seen a year in which the elite city teams were so unelite. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I, I just... And, and so I would say on the flip side, in the suburbs, if 10 is the year there's like four, you know, Big Ten players in Lake County, and or the year there's a boat ride and a Sobolewski out west and whoever, then I would say we're at like a seven now. Oh, I, I see. I completely disagree. It just happens... I think the, I think the suburbs are as bad as I've seen them. I, I don't know when. I'd have to go back. I mean... I guess go back to. I mean, you can pinpoint when the when the senior classes aren't that great. There, there's down year. I mean, 2012. I have to go back and look because 2012 was atrocious for talent. Um, last year's senior class was pretty bad. We're just in a. It's a bad. I mean, from 2012 through now in the suburbs, it's been the last four or five years have been really down. It's just 
how it is, and next year is going to be worse. Uh, I think you're underestimating the talent in the suburbs from, I don't know, from, I'll just use 2000 through 2011 and that 10, 11 year period. I mean, there's been some great teams that have risen up like a Stevenson, but just the quality of depth this year is, oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't I, think there's quality and depth, but I think the teams in my rankings aren't much different. Oh, I disagree. I mean, Bowling, we talk about Bowling, Evanston and Fenwick are two teams that, you know, they have really good players. They've got a good seven deep. Both of them, you know, can play. I mean, the Joliet West team, I think, has underachieved a bit, but they're the best team, you know, in the, out of the Joliet area in 10 years or longer. Well, they really haven't had any teams. Um, <laughs> what Joliet team has been great in the last 10 years? Or well, they, they really, went really, really good. The team that went to the super sectional and lost last year, five years ago, six years ago, whatever it was with Dunnigan, um, when he was oh. a freshman. I mean, no, I, I don't think the suburban drop off at, at the elite level is as uh, you're right about the depth. There's no doubt about that. I, I, I don't think there's, I don't see elite. No, I'll just, just will they just agree to disagree? Cause I, there, there, I don't see it at all. Um, next up, hold on. Is that the last one? Oh, nope. Raymond Watson. Well, sorry. Well, well, real quick. So like, like there's just one comparison out in the wet. Like we'll take the undefeated Bennett team against any of these teams we're talking about. Sobolewski, Kaminsky, that team with Geneva, Wheaton South. Fremd. Well, you just picked like the best suburban team in the last decade. Well, they didn't. They didn't get out of the sectional. They beat they Simeon they, at the. They lost in the sectional semis. Yeah, yeah I mean they have a seven footer. Okay, but I mean, I mean, I'm just saying Ryan Boatwright took them down. Glenbard East is clearly better than all these teams. No way, you like that team way too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no way. Do, well, they had Division One players. I mean, it, not it's... really. Who, who yeah, from that really. team's playing college basketball still? Well, they're all graduated. Yeah, but I mean, there nobody. That, that team was not very good. That, that Johnny was... Hill started for a Purdue NCAA tournament team last year. There you go. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. Um, I think the South Suburbs are having a better year than they've had in a while. You know, Marion fell in their face a little bit, but that Bloom team's not bad. Um, they could compete with some. Previous oh. teams. Compare. Oh, I, I, Mike. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I don't think the suburbs are as bad as you, you like do. this 2016-17 season. I wouldn't say I like it, but yeah, I don't. I just don't agree that the top suburban teams have fallen as far as the top city teams have. I mean, the top city teams went from. Five Division One starters. As I'm seniors. not arguing that the city teams haven't fallen. That's not my debate. They they, they went to none. <laughs> my debate is it's across the board, city and suburbs. The suburbs went from having one guy and some role players to having one guy and some role players. Most years. I mean, you're ta- you're bringing up the huge highlights. Those are the aberrations. I'm comparing it to a normal year in the suburbs, where you've got one guy going to a D1 school, maybe two if you're lucky. And then some role players, and that's pretty much what's going on out there. Where are the D one guys on any of these teams? We're talking. Jul- There's no Division one players. Joliet West has two. No, you're talking about the, the forget Joliet West, Fremd, 
Evanston has a guy going to Purdue. Fenwick has probably probably Geneva. I mean, these are your. I mean, there's just a paltry number of 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 players. Yeah, I mean, but I I can name you what ten suburban teams of the Division One players, which is about normal. They might not be quite the level you want them to be, but I mean, they're there. There, there's not as many Division One players in the suburbs. There's, no, I'm, I'm just talking about with the ranked teams. I'm not talking about the depth. Of the top teams, there is... I, I don't agree. Well, you can't agree or disagree. They have one player that can play in Division One college basketball, and that's just the way it is. Of all your teams in the rankings? Of the ranked... Yeah, the ranked suburban teams. They have Jacobs has a kid going to Loyola. You know, that's a one D one kid. Conan, you know, has Jimmy Sotos. Thornton has Alonzo Verge. Evanston has no Jell Eastern. Fenwick has well, would have had Keller. Nixon will go. I mean, they they but, all. But have, you're saying these teams are. You're you're you're. But you're saying all these suburban teams are as good as past suburban teams. No, I'd say that they're just a little bit below. Whereas the city has fallen off a cliff this year. All right. Go on. I think that was the last question. But I guess you want to go through what are your... Young Prosser. I guess, yeah, who are your quarterfinal... I I got Young beating Prosser. And so I got... Now, the game I think is the most intriguing next round is Bogan and Kenwood. Uh I, I I flip a coin on that one. Um, Kenwood got a little bit of sway back with me, just how they went and competed at at Curie after getting just annihilated at home. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I really think it's another coin flip, and I know you'll probably go Bogan. I'll go Kenwood. Yeah, so you've got we. Yeah, I'll, I've got Bogan. Where's that game at then? It's at Kenwood. Yeah, I'll go Kenwood. I mean, I, I think it's a slight upset over Bogan at this point. And not not slight upset. Just that's a toss up. I'm gonna go Kenwood over Bogan. Then uplift Farragut. Uh do we or Curia Brooks? Do we do that one? No, that's on the other side. Um Who'd you just say? Uplift Farragut. Yeah, uplift. I'll go uplift. All right, I'm gonna go with Farragut Westinghouse. Oh, are you? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go uplift. Uh... Westinghouse Simeon. Simeon. Yeah, I think that might end up being a little closer than most people think. Obviously, because I like the Red West, but um. Yeah, I'll say Simeon double digits. Simeon in that. Um, Curie Brooks. Curie. Yeah, me too. Harlan Orr. That's the that's a weird one. Yeah. Harlan Orr. Orr. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Park against this one we don't know. I'm assuming Marshall. Morgan Park against whoever. I'll take yeah. Morgan Park. And then I'm assuming North Lawndale won. Or Lincoln Park. I'll take yeah. North Lawndale. So that puts you in the quarters. Uh, quarters who you got in your... yeah, I got Young beating Bogan. Young over Kenwood. Um, so we both got Young in the semis. Uh, Farragut and Simeon. That's a classic uh, grungy matchup. I got Simeon in that one. Simeon. 
Then Curie Ore, probably the best game. Well, wow, Curie. Know, this is way better. Yeah, um, I got Curie as well. Morgan Park, North Lawndale. Morgan Park. Yeah, me too. So we have the same Final Four. We went with all Morgan the Park favorites. And I think I think these, as much as I do think these favorites all get through. I, I, I which one of those favorites is the most likely to lose? Yeah, the way it's worked out, I guess Morgan Park, maybe to North Lawndale. I'd have maybe taken Orr to upset some of these teams, but not Curie. So that kind of yeah. Um, so who you got in your first semi winning? Um. Boy, I have trouble with both the semis. Um, I think it kind of just depends on who plays well that day. I don't think a lot. I, I definitely have Curie over Morgan Park. Um, but young Simeon, I don't know. That one's a tough one for me. You know, it's already happened once. Oof, that is tough. Uh, I'll go young. Young Curie in the final. Yeah, that's – I'm having – you know, I guess I, just think, uh, I think Young is just so much better than they were the first time they met Simeon. That's why I'm. Yeah, they are. Um, I just, but I mean, I think they're. I think it's a toss up, another toss up game. I don't feel confident with any of these picks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. that's when stuff goes weird too. When the Simeon's on a roll by them. Um, Simeon Young, who uh, you got? Boy, yeah, I'm having. I guess I'll. Yeah, I'll go with Young too. Jeez, we got every single pick the same. <laughs> so both we both have Young and Curie. Curie in the final. I got Curie, Curie for sure. I'll 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 be really gonna agree on every single game. When once we got to the quarters, well, I, no, yeah, once we got to the quarters, we did. Uh, I guess to be different, I'll go Young, but. No, I, I, yeah, I'll go young, young by three. (laughs) I, but the chances of young and Curie playing, I mean, out of the, this non four group. So out of the Kenwood, Bogan, Farragut or North Lawndale, which of those? Well, the the, the teams teams that I like have the toughest roads. That's why uplift and, or, are the two teams that I think are, I, I guess the team that can crack would be maybe North Lawndale, but I don't think that happens. I, I think these semi, these four semifinal semifinalists all get through and make it. Yeah. I mean, then, yeah. A, then after that, then I think it's kind of what happens after that. I, I can't even forecast because anything can happen with any, any of those games. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, we should probably we didn't put enough stake in where they were going to be, so it would be Kenwood at Young or Bogan at Young. I guess yeah, it. Yeah, Uplift. Ooh, Uplift. Up. Simeon would have to go to Uplift. That's a fun game, actually. Yeah, that's so that's interesting. Simeon would have to travel to Uplift if they win. If Joe's prediction comes true, uh, Curie Orr would be at Curie. And Morgan Park, North Lawndale would be at Morgan Park. So the only kind of weird one there is that Simeon, since they finished second in the Red South, would have to go to the Red North champion uplift. Can you imagine that tiny little <laughs> – wow. Yeah, I, it'll, it'll be – I just 
I guess most likely upset for me, maybe in the second round, the people really wouldn't see coming. I wouldn't be shocked if Lincoln Park took down North Lawndale. Um, that game's going to be at Lincoln Park. So I think yeah, that, that that's I saw Lincoln Park. They they can knock shots down. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't because of also it's at Lincoln Park plays well in that gym. You know they gave uplift. And I don't know game. what to expect from North Lawndale yeah. week to week. Um, exactly. Other than that, the second round, I don't think there's much. Ooh, I just see on my ticker here, uh, Jaleel Okafor traded, potentially a trade, to team up with Anthony Davis. Yeah, that was buzzing all day. Oh, Farragut did win. Oh, and you got the final. Okay, you knew that. Um, yeah, with Anthony Davis and Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, that <laughs> Jaleel Okafor NBA career isn't going quite as uh, no smoothly as we uh, might. I guess, you know, I don't, I, far from an expert. Well, the Sixers do have four big men. Big men. They don't yeah. know what to do with them, but. All right, Um, I still got to do my notebook, so we got to wrap this thing up. Um, Next week, we'll be back to a normal format with our two takes and a topic that Joe probably comes up with. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) 